Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we've got a special bonus episode for you today, uh, one that is particularly timely. So we're, we're recording today on May 28th, 2020, uh, right as uh, we're sort of at this inflection point between uh, the, the pandemic lockdown and the reopening. Lots of things are changing. Um, and one of the things that I've been hearing from all the business owners I talk to is they're trying to process and figure out what is, uh, what's going to happen next and how to deal with a lot of the uncertainty that, that they're faced with right now. And so I thought it'd be just a really good time to sit down and talk with our guest today, who is my friend and client and uh, uh, one of the, I think, smartest, calmest, uh, most process-driven entrepreneurs that I know. I'm talking today with Jeremy McLiver of Guaranteed Traction. He's a certified EOS implementer. If you don't know what that is, that is the entrepreneurial operating system. And, uh, and Jeremy's sort of superpower is helping business owners wrangle all of the different things that are going on, all of the, the craziness and the uncertainty, um, and really helping them get a handle on that in a, a really focused and organized way. So, uh, so that's why he's here. He's going to help us all. So Jeremy, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO podcast. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me on. Well, I, I think this is a really critical topic, and, and I want to dive into it. Before we do, can you give everybody just a little bit of uh, background about you so they understand how you got to the stage of your career? Yeah, so um, just share a couple. You know, we're in an uncertain time right now, and these happen just every so often. Um, a couple of them that have happened over my career. I uh, One of the first businesses I started was some body shops, and I grew up from nothing to multiple shops here in Phoenix and Tucson. And then there was, for us, we had done a lot of work with the government contracts and stuff. We had this entire system built around that. And when the government shut down in October of 2013, that right there was a huge, it was almost like this COVID-19 for our world. Um, In the government contracting, we had a huge spin down and chaos and commotion and, uh, you know, I also had ran the body shops through the 2008 recession and bumping along when we didn't know that and the housing market was crashing. And you know, Arizona was one of the harder hit ones there. Um, the one thing I've learned, though, is there's just a few things. It, it really, when, when all that uncertainty happens, it's just like everything that you were doing goes into hyperactive mode. And so your communication skills have to be just that much better your processes have to be that much tighter. And the way that you articulate what you're doing, it's just, it, the game increases for that little bit. So I'm excited to talk to you about how to deal with this uncertainty right now. Whether we're reopening, are we not? What's going on? What's the world look like? Is it going to be a new world? There's a lot of crazy going on right now. Yeah, I think that's the really difficult thing, particularly because we're doing it state by state here in the U.S., Um, you know, and in in Europe, we've got some clients over there who it's country by country. And so if you're, you know, we've got clients all over the country and and a few outside the country, and everybody's in a little bit different place operating under different rules and circumstances right now, um, which I think is, is unique, at least in, in, you know, my time now, you know, 25 plus years in business, I don't know that I've seen it 
you know, kind of in that state of, of uh, discontinuity uh, all, all over the, the place. Um, so uh, what, are, what are some of the, the things that you're seeing from the entrepreneurs you're working with? What are the challenges that they're facing right now in the marketplace? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, that uncertainty, it seems like to me, to be that biggest underlying thing. You know, it hit, and when, when it really hit hard in March, um, I know there were some tail signs of it a little bit prior to that, but when it really hit and we started shutting down, it was interesting to watch the different teams, how they handled that chaos. We're in a different chaotic moment now where it's not just full on crazy, but there's so much unclarity about what's it going to be. And you're exactly right. I got clients that are in different States. I got clients that have companies that are spread across multiple States and sometimes they're doing residential and commercial. And so they're finding or home service. And so they're finding some different rules even within their, their line of work, because whether it's essential, if it's dealing with how much interaction they're having, lots of nuances that I would agree with you are not normal. Even the 2008 recession, those kinds of things didn't see. But the one thing I've been really like to highlight is the opportunity didn't go. It just moved. And America's built on entrepreneurs, people that figured out how to solve it, tackle it, figured out how to maneuver when those things happen. And so I believe we're in a brand new world of opportunity and those leaders that can execute really well are going to lead their teams through this and they're going to come out on the other side of it way better. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, looking back at, at the history of these things, um, after every major calamity, there's a giant period of growth after that. And, um, you know, most of those were, were created by economic factors, um, usually something that got overheated and, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, value of some type of asset came down. Um, this one's a little bit different. And, and I actually think for me that, that gives me a little more hope that this is going to come back very quickly because all of the economic fundamentals we're actually looking pretty good coming into this. And then we just hit the giant pause button. Um, you know, it's not like, two, so I was in, uh, you know, involved in the real estate industry in, in uh, you know, 2008, 2009. And, uh, you know, that didn't really resolve itself until we were able to basically revalue all those assets and, and, and kind of get them back, uh, back in alignment. But uh, this is gonna be a little bit different. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think the opportunity has moved and we're, we're seeing that already uh, in, you know, in some odd places. So there's a brewery here that started making uh, hand sanitizer in a couple of their, um, not all of their equipment, because we all still need beer, but, um, you know, and, 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 but they took some of their equipment and transitioned to that. And like, they're, they're selling that. And I think making as much money on that as they are on the beer they're selling. So it's, you're seeing odd little things happen like that. And I'm hearing that more and more uh, as I talk to people as they're finding the new openings. What, what are you seeing when it comes to that? Yeah. And that, that's great. Some of those, some of those uh, changes like that one you just gave, those are those big ones, those dr dramatic ones, but I've seen some of them just have to adapt to technology faster. 
little tweaks. Um, I had one client who had a very methodical process that we had worked on with them to really take care of their long-term clients and build this entire relationship. And I had to move to digital. Now they had it in their three-year picture. They were planning on doing it. They just had to be very adaptable and do it this month, not, not three <laughs> years from now. Like that's too late, buddy. Um, so being able to adapt and, you know, that brings me to one of the most important things for a leader to do. It almost seems harder to do right now than it does. And what I will in quotes say normal time and a leader's number one job is to create clarity, clarity for the team direction for the organization and so what I'm seeing right now is those leaders that stop and actually just take a moment to think, okay, what's going on? What can we do? And then they come back with orders to charge forward. Those are the leaders that figure out, hey, I got equipment that can make hand sanitizer right now. Or I got, you know, a promo products business, but I actually, the same vendor I buy all my promo products sells masks and I can distribute these quick. Um, it's leaders that take a moment to be disciplined and really stop and say, okay, where was I going? Cause ironically, I haven't seen just every business. Uh, it's about, it's about 75% of the businesses I've working with have been able to continue their course of what they wanted. They just have had to maneuver it, finagle it and, and refine it. Not, Hey, I, I once was selling, <laughs> um, this and now I'm going to do a full 180. Yeah. And I, I, we've seen very, very similar things. It's, but those refinements I think are, are key. And it's so interesting in talking to the, uh, the entrepreneurs, we've got a, a client who has built their business on uh, doing um, about 18 live events a year. And in six weeks, we, basically moved their entire year's worth of programming online. And, and they're sitting here going, well, wait, this worked better. We actually closed more clients out of it. It better achieved our, our stated result. Customers were happy, clients were happier, um, you know, and they're looking at it as a permanent change. So it's really interesting to see the perspective on that, um, that, uh, you know, they're, the opportunities moved or they, or they've refined how they're delivering something and it's actually opening things up a bit. I love that story. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about is that they didn't lose focus of what their business was intending to do their why their purpose. They didn't lose that. They just refined it and they just sped up what they were trying to do. And it's going to be better long-term. I know several of my clients said we've done this. We made these transitions just to, make it through COVID-19, but we're never going back. Like this is 10 times better. My clients are happier. We're moving faster. We've streamlined it. And so you're exactly right on that. I love that. Well, and I, I love the way that you describe that as a refinement, um, you know, and, um, and I think that's very different than a lot of the things that you're seeing in the media right now are like, Oh my gracious, the world's coming to an end and you have to change everything that you're doing. I mean, even on some of the commercials that are on TV right now, it's like everything has changed and a lot has changed, but a lot has remained the same. And, 
and the part that change has changed, I think, has opened up our opportunity. And I think that's really where uh, I, I love that word refinement, um, because I think for folks listening, if you approach it the way that Jeremy's talking about, I, to me, that's that's that little piece around the edge that you change just enough to match up with the new opportunity. So I, I really like that. So. Um, as you know, I always like to make these uh, conversations very practical for the people listening. What are some of the things that, that people listening can do right now to maybe find the answer to what do I need to refine and, and to, to continue to sort of plug into the opportunity and keep moving forward? Yeah, I love that. Um, just a couple of things I'm going to give. The first is um, at the leadership for, for the leader personally. And the second is what I'm going to ask them to do for their team. And the first is to pull out your vision, whatever you've done your plans with, and just take an hour. Just trust me. It's going to feel a little weird. Sometimes I'm like, I got an hour to do nothing. But really in that hour, just look over your vision, look over where you're going, what were your goals, and what can we do? What's, what's changed? Just stop and really think about that. And from there... Let's move it to the team. Remember, while you're dealing with uncertainty, so is everybody that works for you. And they're actually dealing with some stuff that you're not because you you are seeing the numbers. You are seeing all of the kind of – you got a pulse on it all. And they don't know if you're faking it. Do they have a job? They're kind of scared. You know, they, there's a lot of those fears going on out there too. So for the employee, there's, there's a couple of things that we really need to, to master. And the first is get really clear – with each employee on what they're accountable for. Now, Steve, I don't mean what do they do. Like, I don't care that they push papers. I don't care that they click buttons. What are you accountable for? And I saw teams that when they went from live and in-person where everybody's right there in the office to virtual, the ones that had clarity around that, the employee's in a total chaotic space, but they knew, hey, I'm sitting on this boat rowing in this direction for this reason. These are the three to five things this company needs for me. And so they were able to maneuver a little bit on their own, dig their oar in a little bit deeper, help pull the boat when the wind's blowing, those kinds of things, because they knew exactly what they're accountable for. The second thing is, is give them some numbers that define success. I'm surprised at how many employees go to work and really don't know what winning looks like. So give them those few numbers. Just, you know, there's the saying, what gets measured gets done. Um, when they see it, they are able to articulate it. I remember the first time one of my employees called me up and said, Jeremy, we knocked it out of the park this week. And they were actually right. I had a, I had one of our, our shops, I asked them, hey, what's our closing ratio here? And they said, oh, I think we're about 80%. Whenever I hear that word think, I know we have a <laughs> totally inaccurate, total messed up number. And so I said, okay, well, let's figure it out. And so we figured it out and we were running about 47%. And so we just started marking it every single week, 47. Guess what happened? 53, 62, 71, because they believed they could do 80, they, and they thought they were. And so 
in these crazy times, they need some hard, fast, certain things that are going to help them make decisions. So clarity on their role, exactly what they're accountable for, and clarity on what winning and success looks like is going to give them that purpose that they know that they are doing what they need to be doing right now. They're going to feel more empowered. They're going to feel more engaged, and they're going to know that we're actually leading through this. It's it's so powerful when you get to that point, and uh, and right now you don't have a lot of time to get there. I mean, you need to you sort of need to be there, um, and I I've I think that's one of the things sometimes that entrepreneurs struggle with is like how do I I haven't had that kind of accountability. How do I quickly get enough clarity to create it? Because I think it really starts with with clarity from the leader about what they want and what success looks like. What, what are some of the, the things that you've seen people do to, to get over that hump? To get over the hump of, of just of getting, getting started, get starting to create that clarity. Yeah. To, to be able to, I mean, to have, to have some, some clear accountability around, you know, for your people and, and frankly for yourself as a leader, what am I, you know, what are the things that I do that, that contribute to creating the, the vision that I have? And, uh, you know, for the employees, what are the things that they do that, that contribute to creating that? What are the things they do contribute to profit? Um, I, I think a lot of people just have a big gap when it comes to that. They just, you know, people show up and they, they you know, kind of follow a checklist and this is what I'm supposed to do. But that's not the same as what you're describing. It's not at all. So, I, um, so there is a whole process that uh, I'm actually going to be doing some training on here next week. Uh, that, but there's an entire process for going through and saying, okay, from a sales perspective in our company, what do I need to know that sales is winning? And this isn't any person, any individual. So. You, you first want to unplug from all of the people in your organization say, what do I need to know that's from sales? What do I need to know from an operations standpoint? What do I need to know from a finance and reporting standpoint? How do I know that we're, we got those in balance? And from there, as you start building out each of those seats below that, okay, in sales, we have five salesmen. We have a sales manager, whatever that looks like. Um, from the sales manager, they need to manage these things that we just outlined. From the salespeople, how do they support that? And just look at it from a just a function standpoint. The problem is, is a lot of times when we get the people, then we start doing, we get into the weeds of, well, they click buttons and push papers or turn wrenches or whatever they do. Um, so just get, just start there and really look at you know if it looks like it's a, a task or a to-do type thing say so why do i have them do that and dig a little bit deeper yeah i think that's that's so so important so um you mentioned that you've got a, a training coming up is that uh i want to put you on the spot if it's okay is that something we can invite everybody to yeah yeah absolutely that's kind of Sorry, it slipped out there. And then, uh, yeah, absolutely, let's invite everybody to it. It is an open um, webinar I have uh, that I'd love to have everybody come to. Um, it's called Get a Grip, and it is on June 3rd. 
And can you put a invite in here, a link or whatever? I yeah, guess, we can. Uh, what we if if you've got the the link to it, um, and you want to just say it now, that would be great. We'll put it in the the show notes. Um, so wherever you're listening to this, go to the show notes, and you'll be able to find the link as well. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear um, where folks can register and and what sort of things you're going to cover because I think this stuff is 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 really um, is is very current and and needed right now. Yeah, so actually we'll uh we'll do an entire view of of your of the business and how we pull it together from every facet so that everybody in the company is aligned on where we're going, how we plan to get there. They have the traction, the discipline, and accountability to drive it forward. And while we're doing that, we're creating a healthy, functioning, cohesive team. So what I find is, as we really start focusing on this clarity, the team engages at a, a, it's like a multiple, it's a snowball effect. And you actually, it is really cool when you start seeing your employees come to you with ideas to propel the company because they understand your vision. They understand what how they participate in it and they understand how they can contribute and drive it forward. So we're going to talk about that complete model and how we do that. If you want to register, you go to bluecollarculture.com forward slash get dash a dash grip. So bluecollarculture.com forward slash get a grip. And uh, love to have you there. We will uh, I'll just give it out to everybody and uh, go from there. Perfect. Um, we will link that up uh, in the show notes, uh, bluecollarculture.com slash get a grip. And folks, when you go there, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Blue Collar Culture podcast that uh, Jeremy co-hosts with his partner in crime, Ryan England. Um, they're doing some, some great work around uh, building a, a, a blue collar culture within your organization where, um, you know, it, you've just got this this great kind of culture of, uh, of focus and of clarity and where, you know, all of your people kind of know how they contribute and, and um, you know, and they're enrolled in the mission that you're on, which I think is, is uh, really, really powerful and, and something that's missing from a lot of companies. Um, and you guys have a whole process for that. So, um, well, Jeremy, this has been great. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your wisdom and expertise with us today. And, um, and I want to make sure we mention your website as well. So if folks want to connect with you directly, uh, your website is guaranteedtraction.com. Is there any other place that, that they should uh, reach out to connect with you? They can reach out right there. That's perfect. Guaranteedtraction.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, sir. This has been fantastic. And folks, um, check out uh, Jeremy's training uh, coming up. Um, depending on when you listen to this, it may or may not have taken place um, right now, but um, go to bluecollarculture.com slash get a grip and uh, you'll find whatever their, their latest upcoming training is. So um, thanks, folks. Thanks for being here. And uh, Jeremy, great to talk to you as always. All right. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it.